optimize on every level. And when you do, from physical to spiritual to mental to nutritional to supplement, you optimize on every level, you will be the high performer in whatever category of life you want to be. Athletics, war, entrepreneurship, or parenthood. Hey, welcome to another Empire Show. My name is Bedros Koulian. I think by this point you know who I am, but in case you are new to the show, I'm the founder and CEO of Fit Body Bootcamp, author of the Wall Street Journal bestseller and Amazon bestseller, Man Up, and it is definitely a book for women as well. And um, a dude that owns seven corporations and gets to mentor hundreds and hundreds of really awesome people from Super Bowl winning NFL athletes to uh, Navy SEALs to thought leaders and some of the greatest entrepreneurs on the planet. So I'm a pretty lucky dude. I'm also an immigrant to this country. And if you're wondering why I'm sharing all this with you is because I, I stopped and I had this moment uh, earlier this week. And the moment was, how does a immigrant kid from a communist country who didn't speak English come to the United States and make it, right? And if you're listening to this on iTunes or whatever, I'm using the air quotes, make it. Um, you know, when I say make it, I don't just look at making it as money. Uh, I'm very blessed to be able to make a lot of money. Uh, very blessed to be able to do a lot of good with my money. Uh, for over a decade now, we've been sponsoring and supporting Shriners Children's Hospital, donated over seven figures to Shriners. Um, just last year alone, a quarter million dollars to Toys for Tots, and every year we donate to Toys for Tots as well. We don't even actually donate the money. We go to Target, lock Target down right before Christmas here in town, and we uh, we buy uh, six figures worth of toys for the local Toys for Tots. And then, of course, Compassion International. We've got 90-some-odd kids, 97 specifically kids adopted through Compassion International. But to me, success or making it is more than money. It's using the money to be able to help the ch uh, charities, the the causes, the church that you believe in, um, you know, making it or being successful is being able to spend time with your family without having to, you know, be wondering in the back of your brain, dude, what's, what's happening with my business? How am I going to financially make it? Because um, I remember there was a time when, when I was spending time with my family, I felt like I needed to be at work working. And when I was at work, I felt the guilt of being with my family, right? Like I ought to be with them. I had to, my kids are growing up. Um, their face is changing. Their facial structure would change. I'd go to a, uh, a workshop or an event and I'd come back from three or four day business trip and my, my Chloe's face would change. And now I get to buy back so much of my time. And so, you know, when I say, uh, an immigrant kid from a communist country who didn't speak English and really lived out of Section 8 housing and ate out of dumpsters. Like, I've made it, and I am humbly going to work my ass off like today is only day one that I made it, and tomorrow will also be day one that I made it, because I'll never take this for granted, because I know what it is to live in a third world country and uh, what it is to live under a communist regime. But I was thinking about how fortunate, how blessed I am. And I was just like, what the hell happened? Like the odds were supposed to be stacked against me. Like, let's, let's, let's talk about this. 
it's just you and me here. The odds are supposed to be stacked against me. For one, I'm not even supposed to have made it to this country. My dad escaped. We escaped and came to the United States. He risked his life. Because uh, in Russia, in Armenia, they would have just whacked him um, if they knew that he was escaping to come to the United States, right? Especially in 1980, when I was six years old, the United States was the enemy of the communist country, Russia the Soviet Union. And so that, we defied those odds. We defied the odds of living through Section 8 housing and welfare and didn't speak English and being told to leave this effing country and go back to your own effing country and you don't belong here, you're taking all these American jobs. And um, look, man, I, I went to three different elementary schools, two junior high schools, and I'll tell you where this is all going. Like the odds were stacked against me, but at some point there was a couple of things, like significant life events. And that's what I wanna talk to you about for for a moment is there was a few significant life events that happened that changed the trajectory of my life. And, and really the topic of this episode is about optimizing different areas of your life to get the most out of everything you got. Genetically, I'm supposed to be a fat kid, but as I stand in front of you, I'm 225 pounds, six foot tall, and I've got abs and it feels good but I'm genetically a fat kid, man. I grew up eating fat food. Everyone in my family is overweight. Um, I didn't go to college. Like 32 days into college, I dropped out. It wasn't for me. I barely made it out of high school. What even made me think I'd make it through college? You know, so those odds were stacked against me. Mrs. Boyer in 11th grade slammed me against the wall. And she's like, you gotta go to the Marine Corps when you graduate high school. They're the only ones who can set you straight. So aye aye, Mrs. Boyer. I graduated high school, barely. <laughs> and uh, well, guess what? I went to the Marine Corps recruiting station in 1994. And uh, they're like, dude, you got flat feet. We can't take dudes with flat feet. You got flat feet. My buddy who went with me, his BMI was over, right? My BMI, body mass index was fine. I had flat feet and they didn't take me. My buddy who was overweight, and he was just overweight because he was short and his body mass index was off. They gave him like 12 weeks of B12 shots. He dropped weight and he worked out harder and ate cleaner and you know, he was able to go. And I wasn't able to go to the Marine Corps. So now I'm stuck thinking, well, what the fuck? Mrs. Boyer, who I thought gave me sound advice as she was slamming me against the wall in 11th grade because I got out of hand in her class and she was pissed off and I don't blame her says, uh, I should have gone to college or I should have gone to the Marine Corps. And uh, well, Marine Corps didn't take me. So off to college I went. 30 some odd days in, 32 days in, I realized that wasn't for me either. So that was one of my significant life events, right? Realizing that, you know, my path to the military wasn't gonna happen. Another significant life event was you know, hearing my sister come back from work when I was younger and complaining about her boss. See, she worked at a pizzeria. If you ever read my book, Man Up, you know the story. And this story just still pulls on my heart, man. But um, my, my sister worked at a pizzeria. She was a, a waitress at a shitty little pizzeria in Santa Ana, California. Um, and the owner of the place would uh, periodically drink out of her cup that she had back there to make sure that it was water and it wasn't like Sprite or 7-Up. 
And, you know, she would come home crying to my dad in Armenian. She would say, you know, I don't want to work there. I don't want to work for this guy. He's drinking out of my cup. And then I got to drink out of it. And I just feel like it's just so gross. You know, I don't want to be in these conditions. And I remember hearing my sister crying. I went up to her and I was probably at this point nine or 10 years old. And I said, hey, one day I'm going to be so rich that you don't have to work. Um, here's the crazy thing about that significant life event. It stuck with me. And today my sister works for me. Uh, from home, off of her laptop, and uh, does does customer support for my courses, and so you know we still text about that every now you know like every couple of years she'll send me a text she's like hey remember that thing you said to me at nine years old like thank you I'm I'm living it and I'm living the life you know and to me that's an amazing thing but again the odds were supposed to be stacked against me and so you know if you follow the empire show you follow me on social media you read my book we talk about having a daily routine man if you're going to be an entrepreneur you got to have a daily routine that's strong you got to like dominate your mornings you got to go to bed at the right time in the evenings you got to make sure you get your sleep right you got to get that consistent number of sleep you can't hit that fucking snooze button you got to wake up and start stacking your wins and you know, and you can go to mymorningroutine.com where you could see pretty much every successful person's morning routine. It's an awesome website. Mine's on there. You'll find celebrities to athletes to goofballs like me. And you get, you get to see people's morning routines. And soon you get to see a pattern in those routines. I do believe that success leaves clues. And one of the clues you'll see is like these, these guys and gals wake up with definitive purpose. Like, like this little notepad in front of me, if you're watching this on YouTube, this little notepad in front of me and my iPhone notes are full of daily notes, things I'm going to dominate today. And these notes were made the day before, before I went to bed, right? And so I don't want to harp on routine. We've done enough episodes on, on setting your morning routines and daily routines. And, and what about habits, right? What about the people that you surround yourself with? What about your belief systems? What about the books that you read and the mentors that you have? Like we've talked about all that stuff. And to me, I believe that if you're an entrepreneur, you have to treat yourself as like an athlete. Like you're no different than an athlete. Could you imagine an athlete who didn't get his sleep? Could you imagine an athlete who um, needs to be fast and explosive and injury resistant, but he doesn't work out and he eats at McDonald's and he over consumes sugar and he skips meals and he does drugs, how is that athlete ever gonna make it? Like right here at, on this podium, uh, on the Empire stage right here, we had Tim Grover, Michael Jordan's trainer, Kobe Bryant's trainer, Dwayne Wade's trainer, and he talks about their relentless work ethic. In fact, here's a shout out to Tim's book, Relentless, you guys should go get it. In fact, do me a favor, let's give Tim some love. Take a screenshot of this, whether it's you're listening to it on your iPhone, on, your, on iTunes, or Spotify, or Stitcher, or, or you're watching it on YouTube, take a screenshot of this and um, you know, put it in your stories and tag me and Tim Grover and hashtag relentless. Let's give him some love. He's such an awesome dude. But he was the trainer of like the top athletes in the world. And he talks about, right here on this stage, he talked about what a hardcore specific routine they had. They were the first ones on the court to train. They were the last ones off the court. You know, he talks about how Kobe Bryant would be like, hey, uh, he'd call him up. He'd, hey, Tim, uh, I want to come in earlier. He's like, well, our training session is at 5 a.m. You want to come in earlier? Yeah, I want to get in there at 4 a.m. 
Like the guy would start training at 4 a.m. to make his body injury proof. And you would never expect an athlete to not go to practice, to not lift, to not train, to not eat right, to not take his supplements, to not get his sleep, to not keep a positive mental attitude, to not have great habits, right? Yet I see entrepreneurs who want to be the athletes of making money. Look, athletes do what? They stack points. That's what athletes do. They stack points. And the more points they can stack for their team, the more money they make. Guess what entrepreneurs do? We're athletes. We stack points. The points that we stack is money. We stack money. Period. They stack points and trade it out for money. The better they can stack their points as athletes, the more money they can make. Well, the more money we can stack, which means the more value that we deliver, the better that we can solve a problem that people have, the more money we will make. But the end result is we are both athletes. Yet I see entrepreneurs, business people, new and old into the game. I know dudes, and I'm not gonna mention any names, I would never do that. Like I, as humans, I love them dearly. But I know dudes that have gone up to making 50, 60 million and then lost it all. Now they'll give me the excuse of, and then this happened, the housing market crash, the stock market crash, the coronavirus. But with my outside eyes, as I look into their lives, follow them on social media because they're friends, I see that, well, maybe, just maybe, they weren't living a life designed with routine. They didn't have habits that supported success. They didn't live with core values that produced the outcome of winning, right? Like anyone can market and run a really good Facebook ad campaign, Google ad campaign, send it to a landing page where you get conversions and you can run that motherfucker to $50 million. And you're like, B, I would love to do like $50,000. Believe you me, if you can get a campaign that makes $5,000, in profit, you just scale it, you find more customers, and you drive more traffic, and the $5,000 in profit becomes 50,000, and then 5 million, and then 50 million. Then it's just a matter of do you have the infrastructure to support it, to support people, the warehouse, to ship out the product, etc. But something inevitably will happen in that person's life. Maybe it's a vice, alcohol, drugs, infidelity, overeating, pornography, that takes their eye off the target because man, I'm making 20, 30, 40, 50 million dollars now. I'm a baller. Could you imagine an athlete that says, I've won two, three championships, I'm good. I don't need to practice anymore. I don't need to show up early anymore. I don't need to bleed anymore. That motherfucker's not gonna win a championship next year. And that owner of that team is not going to cut them that fat check. Their body is not going to become bulletproof if they don't train like they used to. Right? We know that complacency kills. And that's what happens. Athletes have more discipline at the highest level than entrepreneurs. If you want me to be blatantly honest with you, guys, athletes have more and greater discipline at the highest level than entrepreneurs do at the highest level. 
I don't know why that is. Maybe a great psychologist or therapist can reach out to me and tell me the psychology behind it. But I can tell you that optimizing your day, your night, your mornings, your habits, your skill sets, optimizing your team. What is optimizing team? Optimizing means making better, right? An athlete optimizes their hand-eye coordination. They shoot so many times that their hand-eye coordination improves. They optimize their body by constantly feeding it fuel and working out like beasts and letting it recover. And the more we optimize our brain, the more we optimize our marketing mind, the more we optimize our sales skills, the more we optimize our people skills, the more we optimize our leadership skills, the more we optimize our problem solving skills, the more money we will make. Now let's go back to the athlete again. The moment that athlete who was hell bent on optimizing everything, his sleep, his nutrition, his training, his practices, the moment he stops optimizing, training, eating, sleeping the way he was, the body begins to atrophy and he begins to lose the skills that made him the monies. Now let's go back to that entrepreneur. We know that the marketing landscape continues to change. Social media continues to change. Email marketing continues to change. Text marketing continues to change. Influencer marketing continues to change. Live events were happening, now they're not because of the COVID virus. And so if the marketing platform continues to change and you don't evolve, adapt, and constantly train towards optimizing, how are you gonna make any money? And that's where we see businesses erode because complacency sets in. And so one of the things I wanna to talk to you about, and we've already talked about, like I said, we talked about routines and habits and the books that you should read, and you're probably rereading those same books over and over again, like I've asked you to, and that's great. And, and we've talked about having mentors, and it's good to have mentors, like keep getting mentors, and we talked about sleeping at the same time, waking up at the same time, getting your workouts in, like really bringing the fucking thunder during your workouts, right? We talked about the mindset, the conversation that takes place in your head. There's something like 47,000 thoughts that you have every single day. 90% of those thoughts are the same thoughts over and over again. That's crazy. And the majority of those thoughts are negative. Most people have negative self-talk. So what is the conversation in your head? How's that impacting your mindset, your self-esteem, your confidence? Right? What about the people that you surround yourself with? How are you optimizing your social circles? Are you firing the toxic people? Are you editing the relationship with negative people? And are you bringing in people closer to you who are good for you? That's optimization, and we've talked about that. But the one thing I probably haven't talked about, and I've been getting a lot of emails about, and actually I got two more DMs about that today, was, well, be great, you do all that. You work out, the habits, the routines, we get it. You don't hit the snooze button. But we wanna know what you take. We wanna know what you take. So I'm gonna tell you about all the different supplements and drugs that I take. I'm gonna be an open book about it. And um, I'm gonna fill you in, because I believe that every entrepreneur should treat themselves, their body, like an athlete. 
You don't think athletes take supplements? You don't think athletes take drugs? You don't think their doctors prescribe them drugs? Drugs that are gonna make them better? And by the way, to that point, there's a really good book out there called, uh, it's an older book called Dr. Feelgood. <clears throat> Dr. Feelgood. And I forget the doctor's name, but he was this doctor who made this really cool concoction and he would, he would inject President Kennedy with this concoction of testosterone and uh, like amphetamines, not like the amphetamines like a crackhead would use somewhere, like amphetamines like, like Adderall, think Adderall, right? Adderall is amphetamines. And he would do that because he wanted Kennedy, well actually Kennedy and his cabinet wanted him to be sharp. So they recruited this doctor and they said, keep him sharp. And this is when, when President Kennedy was meeting with the Soviet, the communist president, right? And remember, we were having this like potential war, like the shit was about to pop off, missiles were about to fly. Like if you go back into the 60s and you remember in the 60s, like people were building bunkers because they were afraid of the communists lobbing missiles into the United States and vice versa. And so I share this with you because they would play games, like they would, they would meet up the president of both countries, Kennedy and I think, who was it? Uh, it was Gorbachev, not Gorbachev, Brezhnev maybe? No, Brezhnev was during my time when I lived there in the Soviet Union. Uh, I'll think of it. But when the two presidents would meet up with their cabinets, they played this game of one's running a few hours late and then the other one's running a few hours late. And the idea was to fatigue the other guy, right? That happens in sports all the time. Like any kind of mental edge you can get, you want to get. And at the highest level of like the thing that was going to break world peace, these guys were trying to fatigue each other so that when they started to negotiate, the one had the mental edge over the other. Think about what happens in the FBI when someone's getting interrogated by the FBI. You don't think um, the FBI will begin to manipulate your sleep habits? Maybe keep you a little thirsty, keep you a little hungry, not let you use the bathroom, increase the temperature in the interrogation room. You don't think that happens? And it could be the FBI, the CIA, right? My point is they use any kind of tactical advantage they can to get you to break, to confess to the crime that you've done. Or if it's a negotiation, any kind of tactical advantage to suspend disbelief. One of my mentors years ago, his name is Dan Kennedy, he talked about um, suspending disbelief. Dan Kennedy, he a uh, freaking legend, man. By the way, like if there's any books you ought to read about marketing, read the entire line of no BS books. No BS on copywriting, no BS marketing, no BS marketing to the affluent, no BS sales strategies. Uh, those are all Dan Kennedy's book and Dan Kennedy one of the greatest copywriters on the planet, him, um, Gary Halbert. But Dan Kennedy would have these three-day events. And at the end of the event, he would, he would pitch a high-level coaching program. And uh, me and Craig, Craig Valentine, we'd, we'd go to some of these events. I mean, you learn so much. You get to network with so many people. And the days that he was going to pitch, like usually on the second day, he would pitch at the end of the day. But, but man, he would send us out for dinner. Like basically the seminar would start at 8 a.m. and all these speakers would come up. You know, he'd speak all throughout the day, of course. 
and then by about 6 p.m., all right, you guys can all go on a break, on a lunch break, but come back at 8 o'clock, then heat speak from 8 p.m. to about 11 p.m. And by this point, your brain's throbbing, man. You've been sitting in those chairs since 8 a.m. You've been learning, you've been taking notes, you had all these aha moments, you're like, fuck, there's a lot I need to do in my business. That's when you realize that <clears throat> everything you've done is just the tip of the iceberg, and there's so much more to do. And you're excited, but you, <coughs> excuse me, you're excited, but you're fatigued, right? And now imagine you're on the second day of this, of a three-day event. And so, and I don't think there's anything malicious about this. Like he's just using obviously the best uh, strategies he can to increase conversions. But at the end of second day, uh, when people come back from their dinners, 8 p.m. or so, old Dan Kennedy starts teaching. And he's teaching and uh, it's now 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 11.30 p.m. Everyone's tired and that's when he pitches his big high-level coaching program. And have you ever noticed that when you're sitting in front of the couch late at night, one, two in the morning, that's when they're running those infomercials on the body abdominizer or the Ginsu knife or the fucking duct tape with it where you can cut a boat in half and then duct tape the motherfucker as laughing back there. Ed, you ever buy any of those duct tapes? Let me tell you, I not only bought the duct tape, dude, I bought the upsell from it where you spray the motherfucker and the boat, you know, is like glued back together. And you, you've seen that commercial, guys, where the dude cuts the goddamn boat in half, tapes it together, and then he's on a fucking lake with a fucking engine, bing, you know, hauling ass, and this thing's not leaking, right? I'm like, motherfucker, I gotta buy this thing. Now listen, at two in the afternoon, if I saw that infomercial, I would not buy that tape. But at one in the morning, see, one in the morning, Bedros, when that, when, when I've suspended disbelief, when I'm a little fatigued, when my willpower's down, when my decision-making is not at its best, at one in the morning, I'm like, that, that's a fucking fine product to have. I think every household should have one. And so much so that when you call that 800 number and they're like, hey, would you also like to spray? I'm like, you guys have a spray? They're like, we have a spray. I'm like, God damn it, send me the spray too. I took the upsell. And then I took the second upsell, Ed, which is, would you like rushed delivery? I'm like, yes, I might be cutting a boat in half tomorrow and I'm gonna need the fucking rush delivery today for that reason. So yes, rush that fucking thing over to me. So I share this with you guys because your belief system your, you, 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 is suspended when you're fatigued, when you're tired, your, your rational thinking, your logical mind, you go into that primal thinking of fear. And when someone says, hey, look, if you don't sign up for this coaching program right now, you might end up being broke and the competition is going to eat up your lunch. You're like, oh, fuck, I better sign up for this thing. Nothing wrong with that, man. I've signed up for plenty of coaching programs with Dan, right? I bought plenty of shit when I was younger and stayed awake late at night. I bought plenty of shit from infomercials. My point is you see those things late at night because you are fatigued. They want to suspend disbelief because it's easier for them to make the sale. See, I'm telling you how this works. I've written plenty of copy. Some of the scripts that you've seen on those, uh, those freaking infomercials, I've, I've, I've written some of those copies. And I know for a fact that they make more money when they show the infomercials later at night when you're fatigued and tired because you're going to make that impulsive decision easier. So... I share all this with you because as an athlete, the person that's got 
the most mental edge late at night is going to win. Same with an entrepreneur. People ask me, dude, you travel from state to state to city to city. I'm going to poke fun at our uh, VP here at Fit Body Bootcamp at Bryce for a moment. He and I will run these elite trainings for our franchise owners all across the country. And uh, before we could, we were, you know, obviously before COVID, we would even go into other countries where we have Fit Body Bootcamp locations. But right now we can't travel into other countries, but we're running it in the United States. We go to different regions across the country, Fit Body Bootcamp, myself, Bryce, and Barrett, who's one of our head guys who teaches uh, the coaches at Fit Body Bootcamp locations. So I teach, it's a three-day event regionally for franchise our franchise owners from those different parts of the country. And I pour into them about leadership and business structure for the owners. And then Bryce talks to their facility leaders, their, their actual gym leaders, about you know how to run the gym most efficiently. And then, of course, Barrett spends that third day talking to them about talking to their coaches, how to deliver the most awesomest, badass workouts where clients get results and they pay, stand, refer, right? And um, But I'll leave a regional elite training and I'll go to another event that I'm asked to speak at. And then from there, I'll fly somewhere to go do an interview. And uh, you know I'll get interviewed and I'm sharp as a tack. And, and Bryce, who's, who's 10 years younger than me, man, he'll come back to HQ and he'll be a little fatigued. He'll be a little tired. And uh, when I get back, I'm like, dude, you all right? He's like, man, that elite training took a lot out of me. I'm like, dude, I went to three other cities since we left Dallas. And what I realized is I know how to manage my energy. I'm older, more mature. I've been on the court of entrepreneurship longer. I know how to manage my energy, my sleep. I figured out the right supplementation, the right drugs to use, right? Now, if you're like, man, Pedro uses drugs, I'm gonna unfollow him. Listen, man, before you start casting stones, I'm not snorting cocaine off a of hooker's tits. What I'm doing here, and my real attempt here, Ed, is just to make you laugh back there behind the camera. But what I'm really doing here is, is optimizing my body. So let me go into the list of the things that I take, supplements that I use, to optimize my brain and my body. All right, so in the mornings when I wake up, first of all, I'll start with the evenings because I believe my days start at night, right? In the evenings, I take three magnesium pills. I take three magnesium pills and then, uh, I didn't bring the magnesium, but it doesn't matter. You take whatever magnesium you want. I just kind of, I don't overdose, but I take a large dose, an acceptable dose of magnesium. That helps quiet the brain and go to sleep right? And I stopped drinking caffeine by 2 p.m. that day that I'm going to go to sleep. Also, with my three magnesium pills, I'll take one of these Naked Warrior Recovery Broad Spectrum CBD gummies. To me, it works better than melatonin. Calms the brain. Unlike melatonin, I don't wake up hungover, like mentally hungover. And that puts me to sleep. Now, when I wake up in the morning, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I drink 30 ounces of water. Literally, at night, I take 30 ounces of water with me. So my alarm goes off, I never hit the snooze button. I open up the curtains, let nature's light in. And I sit there and over a two minute period, I chug a lug or sip down my 30 ounces of water. Why? Because the body dehydrates when you're sleeping, you're exhaling. You might be tossing and turning and sweating. 
the brain is over 70% water. The average human, just so you guys know, 67% of humans walk around chronically dehydrated. And let me draw the picture for you. There's moderately dehydrated, which you just feel fatigued and a little foggy headed if you're moderately dehydrated. 67% of the people are the next level, chronically dehydrated, which means they're fatigued and a little foggy, but they're also moody. Their metabolism is slower. Their thinking capacity is slower. Their ability to problem solve is slower. Their decision-making capacity is slower. Is that crazy? And because they're chronically dehydrated, they have this constant sense of thirst, but they, this is crazy how the body works. They go for food instead of water because the brain can't really tell the difference until you're like super thirsty once you reach that extreme dehydration, right? Which is known as severe dehydration. So it was moderate, chronic, and severe. Once you're severely dehydrated, now you're in the hospital R, uh, uh, ER room and you got IVs. Now they're trying to rehydrate you with IV. That's uh, your body shutting down. And so I share that with you because at night I take my magnesium and my CBD gummies, the Naked Warrior, helps me get restful sleep at night. I don't have caffeine after 2 p.m. at any given day. I wake up and I have 30 ounces of, of water. And if you want to be specific, I have 30 ounces of spring water. Why? Because your body has little telomeres. Every cell, every cell has telomeres. And these telomeres, you want to keep them as long as possible. They're what keep you from aging and getting old and slow. And as it turns out, spring water versus regular tap water or bottled water that's just drinking water, encourage those telomeres to stay longer. And once they shorten, they can't get longer from what I understand. If you're a scientist, a nutritionist, if you're uh, my brother, Sean Stevenson, who knows about this topic, or my doctor, Gabrielle uh, Lyon, and you're like, hey, fucker, telomeres can get longer if you do X, Y, and Z, let us know, let me know. But after the 30 ounces of water, Obviously, I do my showering and all that stuff, shaving, and I go downstairs, I have my protein shake. Two scoops of whey protein, uh, and I use our brand, the brand that I created, Truline. And with my protein shake, I have zinc. I have 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C. I have fish oil. I have a multivitamin. I have vitamin D, 5,000 IUs of vitamin D, helps the brain, helps the immune system, right? Proven to help the memory, proven to help the immune system. You've been hearing about vitamin D here during this COVID time. I have uh, ubiquinol, which is CoQ10. CoQ10 keeps that cardiovascular system healthy. I don't wanna be rich and have an awesome life and then fucking keel over and die of a heart attack, right? And that's all with my protein shake. I have a high protein meal, zero sugar, and my meal is a shake. 40 grams of protein with my supplements. And then I have glucosamine and chondroitin for my joints. So that's my morning routine. Then I have my coffee and another glass of water next to me on my lap with my laptop where I'm gonna be working, my GSD time. We've talked about that before, my morning routine. I, you know, my phone's shut off, turned away from me. And in that water, I mix this bad boy, the Trulene Wellness Shot. So the Trulene Wellness Shot is more vitamin C, but on top of that, it's like the immune system god. Like this thing, I believe, 
I feel like it, it bulletproofs, it builds a shield around my immune system. It just supercharges it. I don't know how else to say it. Like this thing is a thousand milligrams of vitamin C on top of the vitamin C that I took like 20 minutes earlier, right? So I mix it in my water and I'm just sipping it with my water, my coffee, and my laptop as I work for the next two or three hours on my GSD list, get shit done list, the list that moves the money needle. And as I'm working on my GSD list, I've got vitamin C, I've got ginger, I got turmeric, I've got more vitamin D in here, vitamin B, echinacea, every single thing that's been proven to boost your immune system is in here. And it's got cayenne pepper and black pepper. Why? Because we know, science has shown us that turmeric gets absorbed slow, uh, quickly if you don't have the cayenne pepper and the black pepper. And so that helps slow down the absorption so you get the most of it, right? And guess what it doesn't have, unlike those emergency packets that only have the vitamin C and maybe D, but nothing else? It doesn't have sugar. It's sugar-free. Yet it's tasty and sweet because we use monk fruit. It's natural. Yet zero calories, right? Why is it sugar-free? Simple, because if this damn thing had sugar in it, sugar competes with the same receptor site that vitamin C is going towards. Just because you drink 40 ounces of protein or eat 40 ounces of protein doesn't mean your body, your muscles utilize it all. It'll utilize whatever it needs at that time and it'll poop out the rest or pee out the rest. Same thing for vitamin C. Your body will only absorb so much. And if you are taking sugar, something sweet, sugar, with vitamin C, that sugar competes for the same receptor site as the vitamin C, and before you know it, you're absorbing less vitamin C. And so when you look at like companies like the emergency company, you know, uh, um, where they make these little packets and they sell them super cheap, and they pack them with sugar, well, you're not getting all the vitamin C you want. So anyway, so I take that, I'll get off my rant now, I take that with my water, one of these packets. And by the way, if you want these bad boys, you can just go to amazon.com, look up Trulene Wellness Shot, buy yourself a box. And if you do, please do me a favor and leave a positive review. I would greatly thank you for it. So with that said, if you notice, I haven't had any carbs yet in the morning. Why? Because carbs increase insulin. Carbs, insulin makes you sleepy. Carbs make me foggy headed. Carbs will make you foggy headed. I'll have my carbs after my 9 a.m. workout. So after 9 a.m., I'll, well, when I work out at 9 a.m., by the time I'm ready for my next meal. If I'm in a rush, I'll have a packed meal with me. It'll usually be chicken or ground turkey with some kind of rice with carbs or sweet potato. If I have time, then I'll go to a place called Ichi Pokey down the street here. Shout out to Ichi Pokey. Awesome Pokey Bowls right here in Chino Hills. They open at 11 o'clock. So right when my workout is done, I'll haul ass over there and I'll get you know, a poke bowl with easy rice. So I've got my carbs after my workout. That's when my body needs them the most. I got more protein, about, about 50 grams of protein from all that fish. I got some veggies in there, right? But right around two o'clock, I also take another Trulene Wellness Shot. Another Trulene Wellness Shot. Now, in addition to that, I do have to tell you, I also take drugs. Remember, these are the supplements that I take. Now let's talk about the drugs that I take. So 
Uh, I've shared this before, like many, many, many years ago in my 20s, I did a lot of steroids. I would drive into Mexico, buy Cestinon, and uh, take a lot of steroids, and I fucked up my whole endocrine system. And so when, you know, once you get married, your priorities change, you're like, I'm not interested in powerlifting and being, you know, taking all this steroids and being moody and emotional and angry at the world, and plus having massive zits. Let me tell you guys a funny story. It's funny, if you guys get grossed out about zits that bleed and pop, you might wanna fast forward right now for about 30 seconds. But uh, one day in my early 20s, I'm working out at LA Fitness in La Habra, and I've got the 115 pound dumbbells and I had a white t-shirt on and I lay down to do some dumbbell presses and I rep out eight clean reps because that's how I roll. And then as I got up and I put those dumbbells down, I'm just listening to music on my headphones, somebody's tapping on my shoulder. And I turn back and I take off my headphones and this, this sweet lady is like, hey, uh, your back's bleeding. I'm like, oh shit. Well, my back wasn't bleeding. I had such severe acne, like cystic acne from so much testosterone that I was taking that as I laid down and all that weight compressed on me, one of my zits popped, right? My solution, like a dummy, was not to take less testosterone. It was to wear a black t-shirt with a black sweatshirt on top so that when I bleed, you can't see. Pretty stupid. So when you have that level of steroid use, and you're in your 30s and you're married and you want to have kids and you're like, I got to get off this stuff and I'm not really interested in taking that much stuff anyway. Well, as it turns out, I killed my immune, uh, my, my, uh, my, my, I guess, adrenal system, not adrenal system, uh, testosterone, right? Endocrine system. So go to the doctor and the doctor's like, hey man, the reason you're feeling funky and out of sorts is because your testosterone is pretty low. And so we're going to have to put you on testosterone. And so since then, I've been on testosterone. I take uh, 200 milligrams of sipinate every six days and uh, doctor's prescription. And I feel great. I feel fine. I'm not at crazy angry levels, but I feel good, right? On top of that, my doctor's like, you know what? To help you optimize in your business, because I told him like, hey man, um, I'm in a place right now where I really need to focus more. And uh, as a kid, they put me on Ritalin because I had ADD, but I haven't been on that stuff for a long time. Um, and so they got me on Adderall. But because I'm disciplined these days and I'm not an abuser of drugs like I used to be, I take two 10 milligram Adderalls a week. One on Monday, one on Tuesday. Those are my two busiest days. I'm most focused, I get the most done, I'm most efficient. And that's it. And I like the discipline of being able to control my attention myself and not relying on a drug. But make no mistake about it, I optimize my body with supplements. Make no mistake about it, I optimize my body with testosterone. I optimize my body with Adderall. And I've got an awesome doctor, Dr. Gabrielle Lyons, who takes great care of me. And so, I share all this with you because if you're an entrepreneur and you want to get to that sick level of income, listen, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that without, you know, you, you can't do this without testosterone or Adderall. That's not, if that's the lesson you're taking out of this, like, please stop listening and unsubscribe and never follow me again. What I am saying is you must stay optimized. You must stay in your zone of high performance, just like an athlete. You show me the highest level of entrepreneur 
and I will show you that entrepreneur who is like taking all the right supplements, drinking all the right amount of water. And by the way, water, I drink a gallon and a half of spring water every single day. It starts off with my 30 ounces of water and a gallon and a half throughout the day. And so I share this with you guys because if you want to get to that highest level of success and that level of success will bring you money and that money will bring you meaning and experiences and help you buy back your time and create a legacy and help you reach your potential in life, you could live your purpose in the short hundred years or so we have on this planet. Yes, in addition to your morning routine, in addition to reading books and developing the skill sets of marketing and selling and communication and leaderships, in addition to getting a mentor and in addition to working out and keeping a positive mindset, in addition to sleeping, you gotta keep your nutrition and your supplementation and your body's chemistry dialed in. View yourself as an athlete. View yourself as an athlete. Like, you know, uh, the other day a friend of mine was actually the guy that created Naked Warrior gummies. He's a former Navy SEAL. And um, his name is Will. And, and, and I'm like, Will, tell me about your guys' training as a warrior, right? As a Navy SEAL. He's like, man, we were like athletes. Like, we trained like athletes. We practiced over and over and over again. We had our routines just like an athlete does. We treated our bodies like an athlete would with our nutrition and supplementation. And that's why they're the tip of the spear, right? Like that's why if you're just like constantly trying to make it as an entrepreneur, but you're eating all the sugary shit and drinking a ton of coffee with all the cream and the caramel sauce and all that shit, your energy and your emotion is spiking up and down. You're surrounded with negative people. You have no idea where your body's chemistry is. You don't know if you have enough zinc to keep your immune system high, if you're taking enough magnesium to fall asleep at night, if you're overdosing on fucking monster energy drinks five, six o'clock in the evening, which by the way, carries over into the night. If you're watching TV late into the night, all those things are poor habits that lead to complacency and erode success or the potential of it. So guys, that's, uh, that's kind of the, you know, open kimono, if you will, of what I take and what I use to optimize my body, my brain, my skill sets, my life. I do view myself as a high performance athlete at the highest level as an entrepreneur. Uh, and I train like one. Uh, I can't imagine any athlete keeping somebody negative around themselves. I don't keep anybody negative around me. Um, I get my sleep and I do the work required even when I don't want to. I imagine that when Kobe Bryant was calling our friend Tim Grover and saying, hey, coach, I wanna come in and work out at four in the morning instead of five, I'm pretty sure he had some mornings where he just didn't wanna get out of bed that early. But he did anyway. And that is why he's the Black Mamba. That is why Michael Jordan is a legend. That is why Dwayne Wade and Charles Barkley and all these guys are just legendary. These are all guys, by the way, that Tim Grover talks about in his book, Relentless, told us about on the show, like about them, the personality, not just what you see on TV, like this man spent days and days and days and hours and hours and hours and years with them. And he will tell you that they are relentless in their discipline of nutrition, of supplementation, of whatever drugs, even surgery. Like I will, like when I tore my bicep, 
man, I wanted to go find the best surgeon who's going to detach it, not where it's like I'm going to lose a little bit of range of motion or fucking feeling of nerves or anything. Like, I wanted, like, this thing to be reattached perfectly. Same with my knee reconstruction. Tore my ACL. I researched and found the best freaking doctor. I'm not going to do what my insurance says. My insurance is going to send me the, to the doctor that's going to charge them the cheapest. I'm going to fight to take this high-performing athletic body of an entrepreneur and keep it pristine at the highest level. And I hope you do too. I hope that's the big takeaway that you got out of here. Optimize on every level. And when you do, from physical to spiritual to mental to nutritional to supplement to drugs, you optimize on every level, you will be the high performer in whatever category of life you wanna be. Athletics, war, entrepreneurship, or parenthood. Guys and gals, thanks for watching this episode of The Empire Show. Appreciate you spending time with me today. As always, do me a favor and leave us a five-star review. Share this podcast. I'd love to get more and more viewers. By the way, more and more viewers and listeners keep coming on board with The Empire Show, and I know it's because of you and that you share this show, and I appreciate you for it, and y'all have a wonderful day.